today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. My favorite words in Scripture are, and it came to pass. Didn't come to stay, came to pass. I like that last word, came to pass. But I got to go through it in order for it to come to pass. And then when you're on the other end of it, oh. And then here's the thing, it even gets better than that. Because the next trial that comes along, you're like, if the Lord could get me through that, He can get me through anything. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Hebrews. If you never face challenges in life, you'll never grow. As Pastor J.D. will remind you in today's message, as hard as it can be in the middle of a trial, on the other side, when God faithfully brings you through it, that success brings hope and confidence that He'll continue to bring you through any new trial you face. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. How about self? <laughs> you, know, you know, oh, look within. Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, it's ugly in there. <laughs> Jeremiah said it best by the Holy Spirit. The heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? And I was just follow your heart. Don't follow your heart. Your heart is deceptive. It will deceive you. It will mislead you. It will misguide you. Don't follow your heart. Don't look within. (laughs) I mean, if if your focus is on yourself, you know what's going to happen? I can tell you, I can write the next chapter in this book, because we've all done it, right? It's the chapter called Self-Pity. It's the one where you throw yourself a pity party, and nobody shows up. You just feel sorry for yourself. Why do you feel so sorry for yourself? Because your eyes are on self. You're just looking at self. I mean, you don't have to look very far. You're going to be very depressed with what you say. Get your eyes. How many times have we heard this, said this? Get your eyes off yourself. Or, perhaps better said, it's not not all about you. I hear that a lot, but uh, (laughs) you make everything about yourself. It's like the two people that are talking, and the one guy's doing all the talking, and all he's talking about is himself, his favorite subject, the unholy trinity, me, myself, and I. I this, I that, I, 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 I. And then finally he stops. Thank you, Jesus. He says, you know, I'm going to stop talking about myself. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you talk about me? (laughs) I mean... Really? You are so self-focused. No wonder. You want to run and win this race? Get your eyes off yourself. Get your eyes off your circumstances. Get your eyes certainly off others. And fix your eyes on Jesus. If you have want to have any hope <laughs> of walking in, victory. If you want to have any hope of overcoming this propensity that we all have to give in to weariness and 
discouragement and despair. Boy, I tell you, and I think you'll agree with me when I say this, with everything that's going on in the world today, this is uh, one of those easier said than done ones. Man, it's a daily struggle. It's like with each passing day, then get your eyes on the Lord. I'll tell you, if you want to keep your sanity, you better get your eyes on the Lord. You know, I go through a lot of material, obviously, in preparation for the prophecy updates, and there's just times where I just have to walk away. You know, of course, everybody sends me stuff, emails, texts me these things, and I'm like, no! <laughs> man, if I, if I start focusing on that, I'm, I'm done, man. You, I'm, I'm, I'm so down. And here's what happens. Fear sets in. And then when you get your eyes refocused where they belong, back on the Lord, you go, oh yeah, that's right. Psalm 23, the first two words, sets the whole temperature for this famous, well-known, most beloved psalm, the Lord. Oh yeah, the Lord is my shepherd. Oh, we get so caught up and distracted by and discouraged because of everything that's happening. And it's kind of like, wait, the Lord. Oh yeah, that's right. First of all, I'm saved. I, I, I needed to be recalibrated, refocused. I needed a paradigm shift. Here I'm focusing in on all of this. And in so doing, I forgot the Lord. Because see, the Lord is going to have the final word on that. And by the way, I say this in a sanctified way, I can't wait. <laughs> I've actually asked the Lord for reserved seating, front row. I want to, can't wait till the Lord has the final word. Keep your eyes on Him. Get your eyes off of them. And by the way, one last thing on this before we move on and bring it in for a close. When you put your eyes on Jesus and then you see and hear and watch what they, and I'll let you fill in that blank, are saying and doing, it changes the whole complexion of it. If Jesus is my focus and my eyes are fixed on Him, then now I view everything and everyone through that lens. So I'm watching this guy and he's saying this and that and I'm going, no way. And then Jesus is saying, way and I am the way. And by the way, they need me. See, when I'm looking at everything and everyone through the lens of Jesus, then all of a sudden now that person needs Jesus. They're not the enemy. They're lost. They're an opportunity, really. We talked about that in the prophecy update. These are opportunities. That employer, that supervisor that's sending you these threatening letters, and they're not the enemy. The enemy wants you to think they're the enemy because then he's off the hook. No, they're not the enemy. They're the opportunity because, see, Jesus loves them, and Jesus died for them. So now if my eyes are fixed on Jesus, I'm looking at them through that lens. Wow, I wonder, if, when, when you're out and about, I just, I, I know I've shared this before, the work that God's doing in my life, which is phew, major work. you got a lot of work to do, right? But when you're out and about, do you see people as, man, I wonder if they're a believer. If they're not, they need Jesus. And when you do that, doesn't that change everything? 
You know, when you're going through the, the, the checkout and that person behind the counter, do you ever wonder to yourself what kind of customers they've had to deal with that day before they had to deal with you? I used to be one of those customers, but again, God's doing a, a work in my life. I've reached perfection in this area. But I want to be that, that customer because, man, they're beat up, they're bus up, especially now. People giving them a hard time. So when you go through that checkout, try to bless them, man. Because they need Jesus. If they don't know Jesus, they need Jesus. So give them Jesus. I like to, just as a, a ideas, you know, you, you, you know, whatever works best for you. But what I found works really good for me is I'll say to somebody, you know, hey, how's your day going for you so far? And usually the response is something to the effect of, yeah, it's fine. How are you doing? I always wait for them because I, I can't wait for them to ask me how I'm doing. Because then <laughs> I answer with something to the effect of, man, I am so blessed. It's not even funny. It's actually a little funny, but I am so blessed. And they're like, wow, this is new. I haven't had one of you before come through my checkout line. Why are you so blessed and happy and joyful? Well, this is an opportunity. And then as I'm leaving, I'm not going to expect them to drop down to their knees and pray the sinner's prayer right there in the checkout line. Now, if it happens, praise the Lord. But as I leave, I usually like to say something to the effect of, have a blessed rest of the day. And how many of them have thanked me genuinely, not just, you know, yeah, thank you. No, thank you. More like that. And then if the Lord presents the opportunity, you can even take it farther. Say, hey, seems like you're really struggling. How can I pray for you? You know, I've never had anyone yet to this day say, don't pray for me. How, how would that be, right? Don't you dare pray. If I find out you're praying for me, man. <laughs> They're like, aw, thank you. I, I've never had anybody ever ask me that. And then, okay, uh, maybe the Lord, okay, I'm on the phone with customer support. <laughs> what? What's that? Come on, you guys, I told you I'm walking in victory now. <laughs> I know, I know. There's been times where you just kind of wonder when they put you on hold for 30 minutes, if they're not just with their coworker going, let's see how long before he hangs up. I know it feels like that sometimes, right? So I just started off sweet, you know, lady, younger sounding in her voice. And, and so I just asked her, you know, because I don't know what kind of customer she just got off the phone with. She probably just had, you know, these people deal with angry, angry, impatient, you know, sinners like you and me, basically. And so first thing is, I, I just want to say, hey, how's your day going for you so far? She says to me this, get this. She goes, today is a great day. I just am going to find out. My husband and I are going to find out if we have a boy or a girl because I'm pregnant and today we're going to find out. I'm like, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm getting all emotional and everything. And, and then she says to me this, she says, you know, We've lost babies. I've had many miscarriages. And so this is a real miracle. I'm like, 
did you just say miracle? <laughs> I forgot why he even called. We go into this whole thing. I'm like, wow, that is great. I'm so excited for you. I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to pray for your baby. And then I went into this and I shared with her, my wife and I, we, it took us 10 years. We lost babies in the miscarriages and ectopics and all of that. And I'm so happy for you. I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to pray for your baby too. Because did you know in the Bible, God says He knows your baby while even before your baby, even before you got pregnant, God knew about your baby. Her response was, He does? I said, yeah, would you like me to give you the, the scripture reference? She's like, yeah, hold on. Totally forgot why I called. This is why I called. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, really? <laughs> busy day. Not that, you better not be too busy. So, I mean, I'm on the phone with her for probably over a half an hour. And she, I, she's typing as I'm giving her the verses. I said, okay, here's, here's the verse I want. I said, do you have a Bible? She said, yeah. I said, okay, when you get home, she says, I'm gonna, when I get home, I'm, I'm going to look these up with my husband. I can't wait. I said, well, you don't have to wait. I'm going to read them to you. So I read her the verse, and she starts crying. I, and then I'm like, you're killing me. Wow. And I was able to share the gospel with her. And by the time we got off the phone, she resolved the problem. I, I, I still forget Oh, something weird with my phone. It was the NSA, I'm sure, because I'm still working on that one. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> i got to share this too. You'll, you'll forgive me, just real quick. So in this wedding I did for this guy in the military. It was in the, in the church at the time, many years ago. He wanted me to do his wedding. I said, well, I'd be honored. And it was one of the coolest weddings because they were all in uniform. And I mean, it was beautiful setting and sunny day. And, you know, the, the bride and groom always want to take a picture with the pastor. So like, pastor, come over here and so we can get a picture with you. And I'm like, okay. And then pray for me because th this, they have conditions. They have terms for the, this condition. Here's my humor. I made this comment. I've, I've said it before. I say, well, you, you don't need to take any pictures because the NSA already has them. <laughs> Thank you for laughing. <laughs> because they didn't. And I found out why afterwards. He comes up to me afterwards and says, Pastor J.D., we work for the NSA. <laughs> I've never done that since. Okay, where were we? There was a sermon already in progress. When you fix your eyes on Jesus, everyone and everything is seen through the lens of Jesus. And lastly, this third one in verse 3. And this is a biggie. I mean, they're all biggies, but it's endure the opposition. <laughs> if you were to ask me what I thought was one of the main reasons, if not the main reason for weariness, this would have to be it. Namely, that of the intensity and enormity 
of the opposition that we face as followers of Jesus, especially in this day in which we're living. And I have to say it, I don't want to say it, I know you don't want to hear it, but it's going to get worse before the rapture, the opposition that we're going to face as Christians, because we're Christians. So what are we going to do with that opposition? Endure it. <laughs> Any other, is this multiple choice? Can we, is there, <laughs> escape the opposition sounds better. Avoid the opposition sounds better. Endure the opposition. How? Ah, the Holy Spirit. This is the Apostle Paul to the church in Rome. And really the writer of Hebrews is echoing what Paul said to the Romans about looking to Jesus, consider Him, consider Jesus, who endured the opposition from sinners and despised the shame, scorned it on the cross. How? Because of the joy that was set before Him. That's how He endured all that He endured, the ultimate opposition. You know, for us, we've really kind of lumped everything into opposition. I got cut off in traffic, the opposition. Wow, you know, I got a hangnail, man, the opposition. My Wi-Fi went down, opposition. Now we're talking about opposition, real opposition. Opposition defined as those who oppose. Wait, you think they're just going <laughs> to open arms? In the last days, not only are they going to oppose you, they're going to ridicule and mock you. Ask Peter. All because of your association with the person of Jesus Christ. So how do you endure? You'll forgive me, but the way you endure is by enduring. <laughs> Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you encounter trials of various kinds. What? How am I going to consider it pure joy? Well, the answer is found in this one word, knowing where God's going with the trial that you're enduring. Here's how it works. You need endurance for that trial. God's going to give you endurance for that trial by going through that trial. I wish there was another way. Lord, I need endurance. Okay, here's the trial. No, I didn't ask for the trial. I asked for endurance. <laughs> Lord, I need patience. Okay, here's the trial. No, I didn't ask for patience. I mean, a trial has for patience. Well, the only way I'm going to give you patience and endurance and perseverance is by putting you through the trial. Because that's where the endurance comes. That's how the endurance comes. That's where the endurance comes. There's no shortcuts. And then you make it through, and then you're on the other end of it, and you're like, ah, 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 wow. And the Lord's going, ah, I told you. Yeah, but when I was in the middle of it, I'm like, the Lord. No, I'm, I'm going to give you that which you need in and through the trial that you're going through. Lord, get me out of this. No, you don't want me to get you out of this, because if I get you out of this... You have to retake the test. Because <laughs> that's what a test is. Same word in the original, test and trial. You know, in school, I had to retake a lot of tests. I'm still scarred from that <laughs> because <laughs> oh, 
and, and I think the same is true when it comes to those tests and trials in our lives, you know. I like how one said it, my favorite words in Scripture are, and it came to pass. Didn't come to stay, came to pass. I like that last word, came to pass, but I got to go through it in order for it to come to pass. And then when you're on the other end of it, oh, and then here's the thing, it even gets better than that. Because the next trial that comes along, you're like, if the Lord could get me through that, He can get me through anything. If God enabled me to endure that opposition, that trial, that boss that I sure is the Antichrist. (laughs) If He can give me the endurance for that, He can give me the endurance for anything. But you know how you got that endurance, right? You got it by way of the Holy Spirit, by enduring it. That's how it came. Endurance comes by enduring. Patience comes by being patient. And is not patience and perseverance and all of these things the fruit of the Holy Spirit? Fruit, not gifts. Now gifts, again, that's, here's the gift. Thank you. Fruit, the problem with fruit is it takes a long time to grow. And we're impatient. We want the fruit. I don't want to wait for that thing to grow. On the mainland, we planted these arbovitas. They're like a shrub, you know, like mock orange, right? And we, we couldn't afford the tall ones, so we had to buy the little puny ones, right? So we plant them, and I'm back there like, oh, we need a hedge. And I'm looking at these things, and I'm thinking, we should have bought the big ones, and, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I go out to the store, and I buy miracle Grow. <laughs> Because they need a miracle, and they need to grow. And I'm, I'm pouring this miracle grow on them, and I'm watering in, and I'm like yelling at them, grow, come on! What's the matter with you? It took years. And then by the time we had this beautiful hedge, we moved here. It was like, come on, Lord, what's up with that? It takes time. Patience. You've heard it said, that famous prayer, Lord, give me patience and give it to me now. (laughs) Really? That's not how it works. And by the way, be careful. You've heard this said, be careful what you pray for. I think this holds true when it comes to praying for things like patience. It's almost like the angels given charge concerning us are in heaven when we pray something like that, going, don't pray that. (laughs) Oh, he prayed for patience. Oh man, we're going to have a busy week this week. (laughs) (laughs) He prayed for patience. So here it comes. Here comes the opposition. One last illustration and we'll close. You know, it's the adversity and the opposition against the aircraft that makes it fly, right? That aircraft needs the adversity, the adverse winds, in order for it to fly. And I think so too is this true in our Christian lives. We need that opposition. We hate it, but we need the adversity if we want to fly and run and win. I want to win. I don't want to lose. Who wants to be a loser? Right? We're in it to win it. Let's win. 
You've been listening to another edition of In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn from the book of Hebrews with Pastor J.D., don't discount the things you're hearing. God may be speaking to you individually today through Scripture. We encourage you to keep reading on your own, too, to further understand what you've heard on today's broadcast. If you're not already part of a local church that you call home, we encourage you to find one and attend regularly. This only helps you to grow in your relationship with God and others. If you don't have a church home, come be a part of ours. You'll find all the information you need, including service times and directions, to Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're there, you can also access more of Pastor J.D.'s teachings like you heard today, including his weekly prophecy updates. In addition to that, you may be interested in the ABCs of Salvation under the Resources tab. This is a simple guide to understanding the good news of salvation in Jesus. As we continue to learn from the book of Hebrews together, we'd be honored to pray for you during this study. Would you let us know what those prayer requests might be? Just fill out the contact form under the About tab at calvarychapelkaneohe.com or come find us on social media. There are links to our Twitter and Instagram pages on our website calvarychapelkaneohe.com That's all we have time for today but thanks for listening to this edition of In Spirit and Truth.